Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank, with your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. Today on All About Affordable NFTs, guess what? We sprung for a big budget and we've got somebody in Art Basel live from Art Basel coming f- that's from a hotel room. That's right. Yeah. I mean, loser, <laughs> we're not going to name the hotel. We don't have a sponsor yet for a hotel, hotel, but we're we are, open for- you know, we are looking for, uh, you know, for hotel sponsors, the official hotel of 3A NFT. If you're mm-hmm. open to it, we will need a, an NFT. You get it. Uh, anyway, yeah, I am here and taking time away to sit in my hotel and record a podcast, of course. Oh, well, it's much appreciated. So let's just jump right into it real quick anything new in your wallet since i know you're there are there like po-ops like everywhere like is there anything clever that you picked up uh nothing yet um you know i really i've walked around i saw some things i haven't gotten to uh to interact with much yet um you know i think i was there a little too early Uh, i I took a red eye in and uh explored some this morning you know it was maybe 11 but things weren't quite uh we're quite going over at the NFT now uh, two block um, exhibition. They had the first talk start showing at 1230. I had to leave just before then. Been some big news about what came out there. We'll, I don't know, maybe get right into that. I guess I think that's our first headline here. So maybe we can uh, jump into our headlines. Well, hold on. I have a whole smooth transition. Hold on. Out. Watch Uh-oh. this. Hold on. Hey, hey, mostly stable. What's new in, in your stable? Guess what? Not a horse. I finally did it. I've talked on this podcast so much about getting my artifact on, and I got an artifact. Thank you, Dunk. Finally, my offer was accepted. Smooth transition. (laughs) Super smooth transition from, oh, man. So, I, yeah, Nike Artifact has announced or released their, the first version of, they're not, I guess, what it shouldn't say released. They've unveiled it um, here at Art Basel at the NFT Now exhibition. They uh, had Baroque, uh, who's Rug Radio, and a couple other people on stage actually wearing a version of these shoes. And so these are tied to those artifact NFTs. I wish that I had been there to see this. I had actually, I think at the same time happening, I was uh, on a call talking about how I thought this was going to happen and some of the things that I was excited about. Uh, about being here and the, the physical uh, goods. And I thought that Nike, and I did I actually specifically said that I thought Nike was going to do something like this. So really cool to see that they are jumping ahead. There's been some images going around Twitter. You may have seen them. Um, if not, you should definitely check some of these out. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about Nike doing this, just jumping in the right way and, and collaborating with Artifact. And I shouldn't just say collaborating. They, they bought, bought them. them. They like, bought yeah, them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but in the sense of doing it that way, going with a company that was already in the space rather than trying to, uh, jump in and say, Hey, come buy our thing and, um, not quite understanding it. It really seems like they had merged 
artifact, the digital shoe company with Nike, the, I mean, the coolest shoe, you know, I will say the coolest shoe company, but you know, opinions may differ, but to merge these two in the way it happens, really impressive. Yeah. And I, you know, this, this pair seems to have a, obviously IRL ability to wear it, but it has like an app, you can control it along the way. And they're, they're continuing to, as you see, invest in this style because it has cultural relevance. It's all about the collectible. You know, you're not seeing massive pushback from sneakerheads as far as I can see in any press. It is uh, it's interesting, right? You get that quite a bit when like, you know, Sony announces that they're going to do NFTs and everyone's like, oh, don't do it for our games. Like, keep ripping us off the old fashioned way. Like, uh, this is uh, this is exciting and like, back onto it there they're talking about partnerships with like ferocious in here as well so a lot of the names if you've been listening to our podcast coming up in the news uh, i will say it it hasn't caused any sort of pump in price on the uh the artifact um and i it is over the point four again but i i was able to pick it up on a bid so keep an eye on on artifact good work, good work. i think that's a- well I, I learned it from this podcast and not from me Oh man, someone's listening. Put a bid. Don't buy the floor. Put a bid. All right. Oh man, we've got a few big headlines. Uh, this is big. Uniswap has integrated a NFT marketplace into their their Uniswap app. Uh, a while ago, they bought uh, Genie um, Genie dot X Y Z. An aggregate, uh, an and a very popular NFT aggregator. It's a very, I mean. One that I used a lot, I really like the the interface, and they have uh, integrated it directly into uh, to Uniswap now, um, and they've seen some impressive volume from this. It works well; it's fast. This is this is great. I like to see it. You know, the the more places to trade NFTs and what's going on at this point, you know, it, it's getting decentralized. I mean, Genie is such you know that's the one that goes across platforms, right? Is that correct? Where yeah, it's like, yeah, one oh, of the I can shop across aggregators. And you said a while back, like this, this game is moving to aggregators. We see, I think it's, um, it's as of, you know, the last, this last month, the overall share of NFT sales are less than 50% happening on OpenSea, which is like the first time in, in quite some time. So, uh, more players get in, we get better features as customers, right? Yeah. And I think, I mean, we definitely see that aggregators are playing a bigger and bigger part here. OpenSea is still getting a lot of listings and the sales aren't always happening there because those listings get aggregated out to other, to Blur, to, I think we actually have something about Blur coming up, um, and uh, to all these other marketplaces. And I think that we're just seeing how, we've talked a lot, a lot about this, how it won't uh, stay the same with OpenSea dominating and then we're just seeing that, uh, that play out. Did you get any of that, uh, that airdrop? Is they dropped 5 million for, for Genie users? I did. Yeah, I think I had three. I mean, I think it was 300 USDC for somebody that I'd used it multiple times. I actually realized I may have, may need to check another wallet, you know. It's uh, <laughs> hard to keep track. Um, and as I mentioned, the next headline here, Blur. Blur has an airdrop as well. I don't schedule for Monday. Okay, that's right. Uh, they, I knew it was for, for activity during the month of November. Uh, as we record this, that has just... Um, come to an end, uh, but this is for listing uh, NFTs on the Blur marketplace. And it seems like that has been pretty effective. They've done this in a way that uh, it's pretty easy to do. You can, you can, integ- or, sorry, you can 
uh, import your listings pretty easily. Um, you have to have the listing at or below the, I, I don't know if it's any other marketplace, but definitely the OpenSea marketplace listing. Um, but if you do that with your NFTs, then you can qualify for the airdrop. It's not necessarily based on on volume overall. So I think this is, and it's and it's also a, uh, I don't know, box way. So they're not guaranteeing the rewards early. I think that gives them a lot of opportunity to maybe filter out some of the uh, the gaming of the systems that, system that we've seen uh, happen with things like looks rare in the past. Um, you know, I've, I've used the platform. We've talked about it a bit here. It's, I, I like how they're doing this. I don't know if they're going to continue to do it, but it, it's, you know, it's always great to see an airdrop, right? Yeah, it's so hard to keep up with all of these things. And you kind of need a decent amount of volume, but a, a reminder, because it's, it used to be just, you know, go on OpenSea, do this sort of thing. And then someone would have, what was it called? Like a vampire attack style, where you just like offer an incentive based on the operations that somebody did on OpenSea. But now with all of these platforms, I'm just like, I'm not active on all of, I mean, I'm not doing that kind of volume anymore. Right. And I, I yeah, I, I think that's, well, <laughs> it's a good point that you, so this one I think is interesting that you don't necessarily have to have had the volume, but they're just trying to go for the activity, but it's a good point that it, those vampire attacks, I don't think have worked out all that well. It's trying to reward people based on the activity or another activity in another marketplace. And I think the idea is that they will ship their activity to the new one. And it seems like that's mostly getting gamed for just the airdrop. And I don't think that's, doesn't seem like that's a sustainable way to, uh, to build, um, build your, your customer base. It's tough, but I want to take a step back because it is interesting to see, you know, we've just talked about our second news article in a row where you have, you know, exchange company, NFT platform X giving away millions of dollars to users. And in your mind, you're like, where is this money coming from? How are they doing this? I want you to take a step back and think, guess what? Any venture back startup that is B2C business to consumer, right? To that customer level is going to take that money in general and throw it at advertising, you know, sort of, you know, invest in sort of giving more money to Mark Zuckerberg to get users to your site or onto Google search. What is uniquely different here is that you just take that marketing budget and shift it to customer incentives, which is kind of exciting as an uh, early and new customer of this type of thing that, you know, these VC-backed companies that previously, again, would be throwing money away in other digital marketing to get your attention, just sort of get your attention by paying for it directly. And I, I think, you know, the, the vampire attack and it's like drop matches, they're only going to evolve into like, what are other clever ways where we can just throw that money back at customers? to go and use our product for a bit. Like this is as old as the invention of timeshares, right? In that timeshare vacation where you sit in a freaking room because you happen to go to, you know, Florida and you're, and you're there in some swampland and you have to sit there for a couple hours, but then you get, you know, uh, access to the pool. Church, you figured I, out where I was staying. Huh? You figured out what I was staying. <laughs> you have to get back to a meeting in this timeshare. Again, uh, 3A, not currently sponsored by any timeshare or hotels. Opportunity. Oh, I, yeah, I think that is a really good point that we've seen, we're seeing these evolve, you know, getting it, it we're seeing these be gamed by, by people feeling like people figuring out how to take advantage of these systems. And then these, you know, the next airdrop gets smarter. Optimism was yeah. kind of applauded for the way that they filtered out a lot of the people gaming the system. Um, there was recently a report on, on how, how 
the Uniswap airdrop, um, one of the bigger airdrops in crypto. This was quite a while ago, but um, it really hasn't proven all that effective um, in keeping or in bringing new customers in that have stuck around. I think it's about 6% still hold that token. Um, 6% of the claimers actually hold their, their uni tokens. But I think that's, we also shouldn't look at these as failures. We should look at this as they're evolving. And I'm sure Uniswap has done quite well on that overall. You know, they, they had a lot of those customers through some of the, the biggest bull run. And, uh, you know, it's hard to say without knowing all of their internal metrics, but, they, you know, they are the biggest, biggest name when it comes to, to decentralized swaps. And I think that that's still, the airdrop has done a lot for that part, but I think we're seeing these evolve. I think there's a ton of opportunity I, and, you know, worth, uh, worth checking out. I, hard to, hard to keep on top of all of them, but definitely go see if you did use Genie at all, go check if you can get that airdrop. Um, let's see, we've got one more, we've got a couple more headlines here. So, oh man, this one just happened. Did you see this yet? This, uh, Coinbase wallet update, Uh-oh. uh, this is from Apple or, you know, our, our good friend, uh, you know, being so friendly with, uh, with crypto, right? Um, they have disabled NFT transfers because they are, as Coinbase says, they are looking for 30% of the gas fee, the gas fee that you would spend on transferring that because that is an in-app purchase. So they want 30% of that gas fee. Um, you know, that's obviously not set up on Coinbase's site. So the, that functionality has been disabled. What do you think, George? I am. I, I know the words you just said. I just don't quite understand what that actually means. They they disabled the the NFT functionality that they spent billions of dollars to launch because they've screwed up how gas works. No, no, no. Apple disabled. Oh, because Apple. Apple. Oh, okay. Apple oh, there has it is. Disabled okay. the NFT. Apple won't allow the NFTs to be transferred. Because they want percent tax cut. on gas fees on the yeah they want to cut up the gas fees so I mean this is a new one um, I haven't actually heard of it going that way man this is I mean MetaMask is an app they're not even making app. money on the gas fee does Apple understand what a gas fee is Coinbase no. doesn't make money when people pay gas it is payment for security for the platform the cost of transacting on the fundamental thing they don't charge people for bandwidth that users use no they don't like that that's like seems like you understand something different about this now oh i i i it just didn't make sense to me i didn't quite get it um not fees gas fees um yeah look if apple continues in this direction it simply won't be the phone of the future they will and at some point every major company does this they dig in their heels and say like you know it's it's profit over innovation and you can you can see that there, there's safety. There's a um, yeah, super safe. Uh, fundamental misunderstanding of how this technology works, and and it, you know it has definitely drawn the ire of you know folks like Elon Musk most recently. In the past hasn't said much, but uh, doesn't tend to make too many idle threats. But saying like, look, you you can't continue with this you know blind thirty percent for providing uh, frankly nothing more than than a marketplace, and you just happen to be the phone application um you know there's a look i'm not an apple phone user but i'm happy to dump on them for this kind of poor decision making 
you're not a user, but you're happy to dump on them. I think that those go hand and <laughs> maybe and because of that, it's interesting. I mean, really, we're talking about disabling a specific token type of transfer. If we're getting into the technology of this, and that's where I. Oh, God, you're right. It's just a theory, right? Because if I'm doing like a Solana transfer, are they trying to take 30% of my like much lower fee? You know, I, I like to see this Coinbase has definitely um, been one to, to fight a bit. Um, so I think this is, I think it's good in a way that we'll get someone else fighting a bit back against Apple. I would like to see some some changes and I don't know how it's going to happen without, man, without some big money and someone really... Uh, just really willing to make a point, which sounds like something Brian Armstrong might be willing to do. Yeah, maybe if his stock wasn't down like seventy percent off a high, you'd have more. This is more this ammunition. Is it's hard yeah, to take on I a trillion dollar company. Does look a little, little stronger there, doesn't? Doesn't that go? <laughs> Just a bit. Uh, maybe we'll leave this last headline, last news article here. We'll just leave it for part of the the. Uh, discussion about what's going on at Basel and uh, looks like we do have a project here. I know that there's been some some talk in the uh, Discord recently. George, maybe you want to walk us through this one? Yeah, no problem. Also, a quick follow-up I posted in our in our Discord, but from our, our tax loss episode, uh, as it happens, there's a new, to- new tool out there, NFT loss harvest door, whatever. Just go find the link in also, our Also, if you have anything, <laughs> if you're really, like, if you've got something of value and you're really just you're looking to get rid of it, we take it. We can help. Yeah, I mean, 3ANFT.ETH, you can send it there. Um, yeah, just send happy it there. To, to just, look, you can send it from nothing. We'll send you 0.01 if you want to. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that for anything, you know, for the right thing. Um, you know, we are willing to help help our listeners out. It, yeah, it's well, it's, a, it's kind of funny. They're basically offering a wallet that'll like return a minimal thing. But the truth is, I actually do have NFTs that I pay, you know, a certain amount for that there's no volume left. There's nobody doing anything. Now, I could spin up a new wallet and I could feed it and I could have a dark little, but like it's just, you're like, you also you're self dealing. You want to be very careful doing that. So that's actually a legit service. Um, and it's something that, sadly that I, I may be uh, sending a pony to or two. Right? I mean, I guess we could we'd set up a, a little gift exchange among um 3 nft listeners we can we can send our nfts around in case they end up you know coming back to be something you can reward yeah somebody. yeah as long right. as somebody on the team thrives from it all right but we, our actual project here uh comes from our friend uh myth 47.e thanks um thanks whoever you are for posting this in our art tokyo global so art tokyo global uh it launched uh november just um number of days ago, 3,333 3, 3, 3, 3 items. And basically, as it was pitched to us, and as I understand it, it is kind of an art pass to a coming art market out of Japan, backed by a lot of names there. Haven't done full depth of research. I don't have a large knowledge of the Japan uh, market, but they have marketing plans coming out, currently sitting at a floor of point uh, one one. And it has 1,500 owners, so a strong, um, a strong distribution. If you consider that there's only roughly 3,000, so half, um, half the items are essentially owners, and so there are 45% unique owners. So that's a strong distribution. So it seems like this is, uh, you know, an access pass, future potential drops. 
uh, there, it's not like art is just like a holder image that's rotating around. Um, what else have you seen on this one? You know, I haven't had a chance to look into it all that much. Um, I like the idea of, I, I, and I like the idea of these passes. I think there's a lot of potential. I, uh, like you, I don't know a lot of the, the artists involved. I do. I, I, I read a lot of uh, Mint47's comments um, and he, you know, made some good points. And I, looking at it, it's, I definitely it's worth looking into more. Um, yeah. It, thanks for bringing it to us. Yeah. Full disclosure, I don't own one, but that may change by the end of this podcast. Let me make a. We know how, how George does these things here. So I'll, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. I may make a little, little tasty bid out there. Um, all right. So you are at Art Basil. Is that the right way to pronounce it? Not Basil? Basil? Yeah. We don't eat this one. I think it's Art Basil. Okay. Um, okay. Based- so Basel is actually a city, you know, this is, this is what I know from others. I haven't, look, I have not done my own research all that much on, on the origins of the whole thing, but I believe Perfect. it is based on a, uh, or it originally started with a art festival in Basel, Switzerland. Um, it's been going strong here in Miami for, I believe, over two decades now, but, you know, as I said, didn't actually look at that one. Um, NFTs have become a bigger part of, there's some, there's some pretty, um, it's very modern art, some pretty high end, very expensive art. A lot of that is on Miami beach. That's where you'll find South beach as they've heard of. Um, then there's a lot of now NFT specific events. NFT now is putting one out. That's uh, putting one on. That's the event we mentioned earlier where, uh, these artifact shoes uh, were unveiled. Um, and I, I'm very curious to see more of the, the NFT side of these things. Uh, there's going to be a art blocks squiggle party. I know that, uh, Coldy, uh, I say Coldy because he's, as I've said many times, he's one of my favorite artists. I know that he's going to be around, but with a number of other artists, uh, Ryan Brinkman, um, is one that stuck out to me as well. Um, but there's just a lot going on here and I, I, I really like to see if there's more, it feels like the um, the art side of NFT NYC um, has been brought here because it is such a an art appreciation type of festival, as opposed to focusing on the, the technology of NFTs um, specifically. So, classically, it is you know modern art. It's for artists that are established and up and coming. What percent of what you're seeing when you walk around the floors is NFT versus traditional. Oh man. So here's the problem. I haven't gotten out to see a whole lot quite yet. I, so I got in, I took a red eye in, I, I couldn't check in. I went and walked around and you know what I did first? I went over to the FTX arena because it's still called the FTX arena and there's still big FTX names all over it because they, they took, they took everybody's money and, and, I guess it's still good for now. So um, I wanted to get my picture over there. I had to do that. Um, you know, just a selfie in front of that. There was no real purpose other than I realized that I was staying close to it. So why not? Um, then I went down to the NFT now area. And as I mentioned, there wasn't a whole lot going on at the time. Um, it was a little early. Um, so I'm going to go back down there. 
there's a lot going on um, the next few days. I uh, I was pretty bummed I didn't get to participate today, but tomorrow morning I am planning to participate in an X copy geocaching treasure hunt, NFT hunt. Uh, their idea is that each of the, the last two days and, and tomorrow I think is the last day, there's 15 available. There's They give a map with gen, two general areas of where to search. And if you get close enough, you can claim one of these to mint a, an X copy NFT. Uh, a couple have sold for for five ETH. I believe the floor is over that. So you know, there's a there's a it's very competitive. I don't think that I'll be very good at this. I've never done any geocaching, and I imagine it's not as easy as as uh, as I may think. If especially knowing that kind of reward out there, um, some other events going on. I don't know. Have you done any geocaching? Maybe I should ask you that now. Really. Geocaching stuff I've done has not had that kind of thing on the line, but you know, it's just stuff yeah. buried in Prospect Park where you're just kind of go around and you're like, oh, cool, here's like a little box full of tchotchkes. And then you leave one and take one. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, this is a, it's different. It's a lot more low key than this. Yeah. There, there wasn't like five grand on the line. It, yeah. Is it still though? I mean, I thought five ETH, I thought that might be like, Either the foot is it now? It depends when you're listening to this. Right. It depends on when you're listening. We've gone over under a thousand. I think we're at like twelve hundred. So called six K and one. Okay. No, but seriously, it is. It, I mean, I like the the idea. It's awesome. There, it, it's in it's in um, partnership with Deca. Um, Deca art that's done. They, they, they do the, the galleries that you can do on your own, and then they've also done the uh, right click share uh, collaboration with Xcopy before. I, I mean, I like the idea of doing these in real life type of collaborations. Um, you know, we talked about how we're seeing physical goods being um, brought or being tied to NFTs in effective ways. And I think this is, I mean, this is a just another level of of getting people out to to go explore. And man, with that kind of reward line, it's pretty amazing that, you know, X Cubby they create something and get people that much more interested in going around and looking for it's geocaching things and they would be in maybe little trinkets in Prospect Park. <laughs> Slightly different, right? Uh, <clears throat> I'm, kind of your, uh, I'm curious. So you walked by, obviously, they, they were maybe a little bit quiet at the time. What does a current like NFT gallery look like? Is it, I'm imagining in my mind, like, frankly, a bunch of like Samsung TV screens rotating my JPEGs and then some right. sort of like cool lighting. Is that what we're talking so, about here? I, I, well, I think so. So they had the, the gallery <laughs> upstairs inside, couldn't go inside. So outside, though, it was pretty cool. Um, it's, I mean, they say two blocks. It felt more like, I don't know, three or four that you're walking through. And there's, they had a lot of, um, you know, it's almost like uh, little pop-up shops. Uh, 90CC is the, the fashion brand that I mentioned was doing a uh, t-shirt minting with, uh, in collaboration with Snowfro, they had a booth there, so people were lining up there. But it was all more outdoor. Um, and there, there were a lot of couches and a, a stage set up there, so a lot of um, I, mean, uh, I should say art blocks is over there. I think um, MetaMask, some others outside. Then inside, they did have a gallery. I believe that this is they are big displays because I, I, they I, I think that they've actually displayed at one of the uh, the galleries at. NFT NYC. So I think I have seen one of them before. They had, I mean, the screens are really impressive. The ones that they were mm -hmm. just using to, to, um, 
you know, show what artists are in the, uh, in the event. Um, you know, it's just super high res. So I want to get back over there. I know they're doing something like five to, to nine tonight. Um, you know, that's, man, we're going super real time when I'm getting into times here, not just a day. Right. You know, so I still got a look at us back over there. Um, you know, but it's, uh, Oh, other things going on. Um, Hugh Oshis is doing a another paint party, so it's going to be a little bit different than he's done before. Um, definitely interested in getting to that. That worked out quite well last time. Getting to that paint party, I mean, it's cool experience, but also getting getting a little little airdrop that you know worth almost an ETH or so was was very nice. And that worked out uh, for for you as well last time. Um, without going, I think they may have. Uh, <laughs> Fix that I may have, loophole. May have fixed that loophole as I just tried. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fine. Okay. But I, you know, I really like this. There's so many artists here, and like that's what I see. Like it's that focus. You know, I see that Doodles and some some projects have some some things going on. I think they have a mini golf uh, event, which I would not uh, I would not hate trying out if I was nearby. Um, but it does feel like it's a much bigger focus on artists than. Um, maybe big PFP projects uh, compared to something like NFT NYC. What's amazing to me is that, like, let's just like really quickly back on napkin. How much does it fly, cost to fly to Miami? You're like, all right, maybe 500 bucks. Then you're paying maybe 200, 250 a night for a few nights. You get one of these drops. It's essentially paid for your trip. It's like this weird game. I don't know how yeah, I feel about it, but I mean, if you get... Look, I'm sitting on a podcast. He's making me a good point. We'll let you go soon. Um, that, like you know, it kind of changes what a what an art uh, art event looks like, and like what is the real cost of like distributing an extra NFT for people to participate and involve themselves? There's a lot more. You hear this? There's so much more engaging pieces. Like you're talking about going and discovering art and corners and geocaching, as well as an active paint. Like you'll probably and be involved in creating some sort of art. It is so much more alive and interactive than classic, I think, even modern art was. And just, you know, you're just getting to see some of the experiences. This seems pretty cool. It looks like there's um, the story of NFTs on Saturday. Uh, they're launching some book, The Story of NFTs, Professor Amy Whitaker and Nora Burnett. Um, they're basically talking about, it'll be interesting to see, like explain what NFTs mean to the art world. Um, and so cool. they're all in. NFT events. There's a lot of events. There's there's a lot. I, you know, it, huh. it is it is cool to see that people are. I mean, I, I feel like you're bringing bringing people together that maybe wouldn't naturally, but I think there's an opportunity for people to explore the the creativeness because there's not so much of NFTs as we've said. You know, has been uh, there's a it doesn't always get the best um, the re best reputation, and I think being able to interact with with NFTs in a different way, learning about things like geocaching or, or ties to physical goods, or even just understanding, you know, this is a digital creation that I want to have. I want somebody to be able to see where it came from, when it, the genesis of this. I mean, there's, there's a lot that can be appreciated here by real artists if they give it some time. And I think this is, this is a cool environment to, to be able to bring the art side or to uh, arts, uh, the art side of NFTs to modern art. And the bullish narrative is that, as I understand it, the floor real estate, the number of rooms that have been afforded to NFT projects is greater this year than it was last year in, uh, in Miami. 
Is that is that true, or do you? Is it hard to quantify? Well, it it seems hard to quantify to me. You know, for one, I haven't been around, but there's so much here. It's the I believe the official event takes place on on Miami Beach, but it, it seems a bit like. NFT NYC and that it really is there's just events all over the place mm, there's a lot yeah. in this in this downtown area and a lot in Wynwood area these are non non Miami Beach not out in the island out there um you know I'm, I'm not all that familiar with <laughs> with Miami so it's it's uh you know a bit of me trying to understand you know how much it's it's spread around versus um I don't know, versus, you know, been in in the past, um, but it, it does feel like it's a like NFTs have a bigger a bigger prominence, um, not just in these side events. When you look at some of the bigger Miami uh, or Art Miami, um, they have a big huge convention center that they're putting a gallery on, and that they're talking about NFTs. And I, I think that's when I see that it's just seeping into some of the more mainstream things, and then it's a big, you know a big event somewhere else i'm sure that they're recognizing hey you know that's an event and it's art and there's a lot of people interested we should probably be looking at that you know it's hard to ignore it when you when you do see that excitement and as you said i mean people flying in and and t- putting a lot of effort to get here and if it's if the nfts are bringing them here you know if that's or, or if the if it's the nft art that is bringing them here it's it's worth paying attention to yeah and I, I say it's even more impressive that that's going on during a very down market. It seems like excitement high, a lot of new projects still being pushed out there. And it's kind of essentially saying, yeah, who, who cares what the price of this or that is? It's like, here is what we're going to launch. Here's what we're going to do. We're not going to stop building in this period of time. And they could have gone the other way, right? It could have been a whole I told you so affair where it's like, oh, remember when people bought those like digital images? The only thing real is like my, you know, paint on paint on canvas. And uh, it's not true. Um, I have one more funny. Yeah. One more funny thing. There's a it looks like Jeff Coons has a pair of uh, like custom built out Nikes that uh, he is uh, displaying, which is kind of funny because Nike is seemingly all over the place here. They are someone now. Now I feel like time for some other shoe company to to come into the space and just say we're going to be the actual web three the crypto shoe look i don't think i'm just saying i don't think you guys there you cannot catch up no 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 i'm just saying you'd have to do it for the uh the potential backlash at this point because what other shoe adidas has tried to do something adidas made an attempt but they've done very high fashion with it but not shoe oriented yeah, in terms of like wearables and things. Um, but those uh, Jeff Koons Nike sneakers, uh, all yours for a little price of $750,000. No <laughs> NFT. <laughs> Just. No, nah, I mean, if, it was, if there was an NFT, of course I'd. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, I get yeah. that. But it's, uh, yeah. The like bronze sculpture yeah. of just Nike shoes. So. Okay. Cool. Let's relax on joking about what NFTs are and aren't. <laughs> hey, you know. Okay. Good for him if he can sell that. All right. Well, look, we'll let you get back to it. Is there any uh, anything that has you excited that you're going to go to next? Uh, nothing specific. I'm just going to go go check some different events out. I want to see. Um, there's a lot of artists here. I wanted to see what's going on at different events. 
Well, go go say hello and maybe uh, uh, maybe go find a uh, a hidden X copy. That would make the whole trip worth it and then some, right? Oh man, yeah. He's <laughs> just gonna There's be on no his way. phone. Where 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 There's where where no where? No way. <laughs> I'm gonna walk into buildings. I mean, like I don't need. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. This has been an episode of the Triple A NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.